Welcome to Mental Health and You. This podcast brings you the best information and advice from across the Norfolk and Suffolk Foundation Trust. Every fortnight, we will hear from one of our specialist areas, be it school and parent support, the recovery college, well-being or research. Welcome to the Mental Health and You podcast. This week, I am with Sophie, Molly and James, three young people who are keen to meet with me today to talk about loneliness. It's Mental Health Awareness Week and we wanted to have a conversation that we could share with others. Hi all. Hi. Hello. So I guess it's worth just kicking this podcast off with what is loneliness? Uh, what 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 are your thoughts on what is loneliness? What does it mean to you? So I think for me, the thing that I always think back to with loneliness is that you could be surrounded by loads of people, but you can still feel lonely. And I think that that's something I wish I knew a long time ago. I used to think because I had people around me that I shouldn't feel lonely because I was supported that. I shouldn't necessarily have that feeling of loneliness but with the things that I was experiencing and the things that I was feeling around OCD and, and anxiety because I didn't feel like I could really explain what I was feeling or because there wasn't that understanding of it I still had that complete feeling of loneliness and that felt really scary and I think that's just something that I wish I knew before that you can still be in a room with loads of people that you can be really close with but still have that feeling of loneliness. Yeah, I think there's sort of this idea that loneliness is only a, a physical thing. You know, it, if you're around a lot of people, you're not lonely because there's physically people around you, but mentally you can still feel alone. So it's kind of different to social isolation, isn't it, really? And, I mean, what does it feel like to be lonely? It's one of those, It's a it's a hard feeling, isn't it? There's a kind of... It's such a word we use, but when you try to really think, it's a bit like a different word to sad, isn't it? Where you just immediately have like sad, it just comes to mind. But lonely, I guess loneliness includes a sense of sadness. Yeah, it um, does. It's almost like a, I'd say it might be a type of sadness. Because you kind of, you kind of, you feel like, I don't know, it's, um, you, when you say when people say they're lonely they don't they don't always it's not um, an emotion they necessarily you know project outwards um um so it's yeah so i, I you can yeah i think it could be it's almost like it's i don't know if it's directed inwards as such but it's kept more you know inside you so you could yeah you could describe it as a different type of sadness um like uh, I would say, like my description of um, like loneliness for me is sort of maybe a lack of um, um, you know communication with um, you know people I can um, I can really relate to. I have you know sort of similar um, feelings about the world. Um, I think then I kind of I feel a bit secluded um, just from. Uh, socializing in general if I don't have that you know that that common connection yeah I, yeah, I think that. oh sorry Molly you go 
Oh, I was just going to say that I think quite similarly to you, James, for me, it is that, that lack of meaningful connection with people that, that, you know, I have something in common with or that mean a lot to me. I feel, you know, disconnected from them emotionally I, and that, you know, whether it's because, you know, things go on in life or because, you know, there's distance or, or what, it's, yeah, definitely that lack of meaningful connection and it's trying to regain that again. When I think of loneliness as well, for me, I'd describe it by feeling empty, which feels really strange to say because inside I feel like there's so much going on that I really want to get out, but it's just like a feeling of emptiness, I guess, and I agree with James mm. that if I'm, like, connecting with someone who's got similar values to me, then... I feel like some of that start to go away but I yeah I just associate with that like kind of an emptiness and that feeling that you're not that I can't connect with people or I I feel like I can't connect to people anyway. And that you're sort of the only one that is going through what you're going through I definitely think that creates a huge amount of loneliness this you know this idea that you are the only one that feels the way that you do and that you know everyone around you has never felt that before or you know isn't feeling that yeah it makes yeah. it really difficult to you know make a, a yeah connection with people yeah it's like that it's like an invisible sort of shroud yeah i think especially with social media as well like people show the best parts of themselves on social media and you know the best things about their day or or you know whatever it is and that can create a sense of because that's all you see that's all you think of what they're doing you know you may not see the the more difficult things that they they go through and then because you don't see it you don't automatically think about it and then it becomes this sort of concept that they other people do all these amazing things and you know they're really happy and uh, have their lives together whereas you know you're on your own and you feel like you're lonely and you know you don't maybe have as you know as many good things going on that you see from other people I think it's tough isn't it because often when we're doing that scrolling on social media looking at um, Instagram or whatever it might be we're often on our own doing that as well in those moments where we might be feeling a little bit bored or isolated or lonely so it kind of is a double whammy isn't it because you sort yeah of, yeah I'd imagine them feeling like me right now um so I think it it can really add to that sense of isolation really that's true yeah I didn't think of that I wonder if um I mean we are as human beings programmed to connect with others and be in relationships it's totally so important to to us right from when we're tiny babies all the way through life really it's programmed into us I guess so in some ways loneliness is a feeling if I think about feelings tell us something important so that we can take some kind of action um, loneliness is a feeling is probably telling us that um, we are wanting or needing some kind of genuine human connection which is what you have all described how that's what you're missing when you're feeling lonely um, and I'm guessing that we can't always feel um, connected to people there are times that we will have moments where we might feel lonely or periods of time when we, we might feel lonely and 
I wonder how normal we, you know, in our minds, do we think feeling lonely is normal or do we think, oh my God, I feel lonely. There's something wrong with me or there's something wrong with my life. I don't know if you've, if you've kind of struggled with that idea ever. I've definitely struggled with that idea. You know, it, it always seemed like if you were lonely, then it was, you know, a bad thing or something was wrong. And it was a, sort of a feeling to, to be avoided at all costs. And, you know, it wasn't spoken about. And if, you know, you were lonely, you were automatically, you know, sad and automatically um, sort of an outcast or or any, something like that. And I think for me, what would have been helpful was to think, you know, or have, you know, been um, told that, you know, feeling lonely is a, a normal human emotion and at times it's okay to feel lonely and to sort of try and take that step and just being honest about it with people that are close to you and saying you know do you know what today I do feel a bit lonely and just sort of normalizing it that much more and creating the conversations around it because once you sort of avoid having those conversations or you know avoid talking about loneliness it then becomes this bigger thing that people try and avoid and which then creates more distance and less connection between people. Exactly. I, I kind of felt I felt that, especially in sort of like um, high school and, and college. Uh, I feel like um, people weren't, you know, generally just, it, I know it, it didn't help with sort of, you know, we, we were still sort of developing and, and, and learning, um, you know, about different sort of, um, things about socializing but um it would have been nice occasionally just to have a a more open conversation about um if you wanted to about how how about how you're feeling and if you know if you could really if anyone could um you know if, if anyone felt similarly and then mm. you could have that um you know you'd have, you'd have that understanding you had you had that sort of it was a common feeling rather than like you know am i is it just me? Am I am I separate from everyone else? Does anyone else understand my perspective? Yeah, and just yeah, having more conversations about feelings and the different feelings that we have. And I think especially growing up and being in your teens and stuff, that is something that really becomes quite prominent. You know, you have a lot of feelings and emotions at all different points. Um, and they can come out of nowhere and it's not really something that I felt was spoken about when I was younger, you know, everyone knew that young people you know going through puberty and being teenagers meant that emotions can be quite intense quite high um but it was never really spoken about you know what emotions and how do we you know feel about them and what do we do about them and yeah. sort of how do we connect with each other to, to support each other through this difficult period I think now that I look back on it as well now we're thinking about it I think I used to get feeling lonely kind of overlapping with being alone if that makes sense because I used to try and avoid being alone at like kind of all costs just because I felt that if I was on my own I wouldn't have my coping mechanisms I wouldn't have the distractions which were mainly kind of social so then I'd start to get more kind of intrusive thoughts and then that made me feel lonely but I guess now I look back I've actually probably had some of the most kind of light bulb moments and kind of the most the best kind of reflective ways of being able to look and grow as myself when I was alone, if that makes sense. Mm. But I think we used to really kind of yeah. overlap that, but now realise that 
being alone doesn't necessarily mean that you're lonely but at that time for me it really did mm. yeah, yeah that's really interesting like, a... go on James um I was just gonna say um uh like for me sort of like to have a bit of a uh, a, a contrast um like sometimes when I'm I'm either on my, my, my motorcycle or, or driving my car that's sort of for me that's it's sort of like a uh, a comfort, comforting like um, bit of time alone. It sort of man, you know allows me to gather my thoughts and um, just maybe um, uh, sit with and accept you know how I'm feeling. And um, uh, yeah, that, I, I find that that's a it, it's a lonely situation, but it's I, I still find it comforting. I totally get that now yeah definitely mm. and I really enjoy having time by myself now but I mean like five years ago I would absolutely avoid it yeah yeah, yeah. same for me really would just try and keep myself you know before I knew of ways of sort of coping and distracting in sort of healthy ways I would try and make sure that I was always busy to avoid having to to deal with any sort of emotions that I was feeling and over the years I've once you know learned sort of coping mechanisms and I think it's just me trying to embrace feeling lonely or feel, I guess feeling alone and being okay with that and trying to go against that fear of oh god well if I feel lonely it's going to be so awful if I'm on my own it's going to be awful and just trying to learn to love being on my own because it was something that I hated so much and it's been a really interesting journey actually like learning a lot about myself you know like you're saying Sophie about having that time on your own you have self-reflection and um, you know you can gather your thoughts and again like I've had some really good ideas about you know different things that um, I can do sort of in terms of any coursework and stuff like that I've had those light bulb moments when I've had time on my own um and my brain's sort of been able to relax and um just have time to wander I think um a lot of young people talk to me about the power of journaling and how sometimes being on your own if you kind of essentially start writing um even if you're writing about how you're feeling or about something completely unrelated just can be such a helpful way of kind of I guess connecting to yourself because essentially you're you're always just you aren't you and sometimes we almost lose that connection with other parts of ourselves. and I guess that alone time sometimes can be a chance to like you're sort of describing get to know yourself better but you mm. have to do some tolerating of some difficult feelings possibly or a little bit of fear about what that might bring up um so yeah that's really interesting and, and I just think about my daughter I mean she's 12 going on 13 and and a lot of the young people I work with at high school the girls would explain that they are literally on their phones until they go to sleep at night quite often they'll be on a group chat or on a facetime call with their friends even if their friends are not 
you know, they're not seeing each other on the camera. They just know the line is open. Um, and that sense of constantly needing to maintain some degree of contact through the phone, really, with others. Um, mm. And how perhaps for our young people today, actually, um, they're not learning the skill of safely being alone or feeling okay about being alone and and how maybe like you were talking about Molly earlier how important it is for schools and organizations to really start to have these open conversations about loneliness so everyone can realize that we're all experiencing it um, and it's not something that's just unique to you or that there's mm -hmm. something wrong with you I guess um, yeah. even more so for young people I think at this moment in time who have become really dependent on kind of digital technology to help them feel connected yeah and I, a few thoughts that I had while you were talking there um were quite interesting um I'll share was sort of saying about how you know young people um do you know can find it difficult to um be on their own and want to sort of feel connected um at all times and I guess the school system sort kind of um, how do you describe it? Like supports that in terms of you know at school you're there six hours a day, five days a week, around other people, and you know you go home afterwards. Chances are there's going to be other people there as well. Um, you may do after school clubs or you know things on weekends where there's other people, and it's there is not much time in which young people actually have to be on their own. Um, and that can sort of maybe be part of the difficulty in learning what alone time is. And, you know, because you're around other people all the time, you don't really have that time to th yeah, think about who you are and, you know, what you want and, you know, learning about yourself. And also with the um, pandemic, being in a system in which you are around people all of the time to then suddenly being in a situation where you can't be with anyone um, and the, the huge fear that there was around um, the pandemic, I think a lot of that could have definitely played into the difficulties that you know young people are having more at the moment. I think some of the things that we did during the pandemic we're still doing now even if we have more opportunities to be around others. And, you know, just as you were talking while I was thinking about how despite spending so much time with other people, you might not be having like meaningful connections in that time for whatever reason. So you might be at school mm. and not be feeling like you've really got a peer group that you get on really well with, or, or, um, or you might be struggling with engaging with the, the learning. And so you mm. might be spending six hours a day surrounded by hundreds of people but feeling a bit disconnected from that. Yeah, um, yeah, definitely. I was curious, you've, you've sort of all talked about and, and mentioned some of the things that you've learned in the, the years since your adolescence, I guess, which have helped you now cope with those feelings of loneliness or cope with being on your own more positively and I wondered if there might be anything you could share with the listeners that you found particularly helpful. I think that 
the like the changing moment for me was um recovery college um because i remember that being the first time that i'd met someone else who experienced ocd but where i was in like a safe enough and supportive enough environment to feel like i could talk about it and i still remember that day now because it just felt like it felt so much relief and it took away some of that loneliness i felt because i could explain some of what i'm feeling and although they didn't experience exactly the same things that was the first time that i felt able to set like to share some of the thoughts that before i'd felt like embarrassed about or i felt kind of guilty about um and from then just going on to to like online networks i guess and meeting other people who for whatever it was whether it was intrusive thoughts or whether it was ocd or anxiety and just feeling that i actually belong to something i guess which i hadn't feeling seen yeah and that's where i think a lot of like the loneliness had come from because i didn't feel that i fitted in or i felt like there was something wrong with me and that was the first time that i remember thinking actually i'm not the only person feeling like this and even if there are difficult days it gave me that that reassurance i guess that there are these other people that are getting through it and look at like you know all the amazing things that they've gone on to do so it felt like it gave me a bit of hope as well and I guess to sort of then become part of a community with them yeah yeah so it had benefits both ways really because then you got those connections and you were able to kind of a lot of the time have conversations with people with similar values or or, um you know who wanted to kind of be there for others as well others as well so that felt like that helped me Mm. yeah I, I feel very similar similarly to you with the, about the recovery college Sophie I, I kind of um it took the, the sort of the, the pressure off um you know where I, I felt you know like I wouldn't have I felt guilty about what I was I was feeling or um yeah what you know how I how I felt about um mental illness in general I've I, you know I it was really nice to be able to connect with people in that way I think that's oh sorry I <laughs> so I think that's the sort of the thing you know when you do find people that you can connect with um on you know for whatever reason but maybe specifically um other people that have also felt lonely and you feel seen by them and you feel like you know you have something in common with them and they can relate to how you feel um and it does you know become more of that shared community feel where you can you know support each other and it must be so difficult if you aren't able to access um you know situations like that you know so if you're saying you accessed it through through the recovery college and maybe um for whatever reason you know young people aren't able to access those spaces in which that are safe and supportive enough to you know have shared um experiences with other people and sort of have to just thinking sort of how important that is in terms of you know um sharing how you feel with other people and and it requires such a huge amount of bravery i mean Mm -hmm. both you sophie and james when you went to those first recovery college sessions you had to have like enough energy motivation and bravery and courage to kind of do it which I think mm. is really hard if you're if you're feeling low or you're feeling anxious it's it's kind of like a, a bit of a paradox really because you need that contact with others the most but it's so difficult to reach out and and get it 
Um, and that feeling sort of of putting yourself in a place where you, you're vulnerable, um, sort of in terms of saying, you know, I have these, you know, these feelings, I feel lonely. And that can be a huge thing, so being, you know, having the, you know, bravery to actually say it, but then also you're then in a really vulnerable position by the people around you. And that can be, a, I think, a lot of the thing that puts people off, especially sort of me. Um, but, you know, I've been in situations where I've wanted to avoid saying how I really feel because I was so scared of being vulnerable. And, and I guess it's, you do need the right people in that state, don't you, to respond in the way that you need right now? Because if you if you take that risk and someone is unhelpful back it can feel like a real blow can't it and, and I mm. guess that's one of the, the the things that is possibly difficult it sounds like you talked about being honest with those closest with you and saying I feel really lonely today and I wonder sometimes if other people need us to tell them almost what we need them to do I feel really lonely mm. today, today so can you reach out to me a bit more because I, I might go off I might disappear a bit but actually I kind of just want to know that that you love me or that you value me or that I'm still important in some way so I guess there's something about when we've got good enough friendships if we are able to be brave enough to say I'm feeling a bit crap or I'm feeling a bit lonely then we can also let people know what we need them to do exactly yeah Sometimes I think if you're the other person, you're thinking, oh, God, I don't know whether to give them some space and leave them to it and respect the fact that they would seem to want to not be around anyone or reach out or am I being really annoying? So I think there is something there, isn't there, about, again, it requires us being a bit brave, but kind of signposting people to, to what we might need. And I yeah, think sometimes no. it's really... Oh, sorry, Molly. No, go ahead, Sophie. I think sometimes it's really for me it's been really beneficial to do that in advance I guess because I know when I feel lonely if I need to to reach out or if I need someone there I can become quite withdrawn so even though I know that's probably what's best for me at that time I might not necessarily feel worthy of that support or feel like I can reach out whereas I found now like if I can try and speak to people about things in advance so you know if I if I say I feel lonely or sometimes it's even just like a code word like if I send a certain emoji or something that I've already spoken in advance about like what I need so if I'm withdrawing or if I'm pulling away please you know still try and reach out it doesn't mean that I don't want to talk I might just need a bit more reassurance that day or a bit more of a prompt than I normally would because I find mm. that if I wait until I actually feel like that I can't necessarily do the things that I need to do at that moment to reach out if that makes sense yeah I think that's that's really important and I think there's something so powerful in the you know the the bravery and also the sort of oh it's not the right word but sort of self-understanding um of knowing you know this is what I need when I feel lonely and then being able to say do you know what like this is what I need when I feel lonely and being able to tell someone that because not only does that, you know, help us understand ourselves, um, you know, and also such a great quality to be able to, you know, communicate your needs. Um, it also then means that we are more likely to get what we need out of it. You know, if you're sort of, as you're saying, Beth, if you just sort of say, oh, I'm lonely, then the other person may not know how to react or what to do. Um, and then that may result in you feeling more alone 
um, because that person isn't, you know, um, able to, to give you what you need. Yeah, I've got a friend who, when they're really struggling, when I send them a message, I get nothing back. And and even though I really know that friend struggles, I know they're struggling. It's still hard not to kind of feel a bit lost and a bit, not hurt, but like a bit confused and not know what to do next, whether mm. to just kind of give them some space. But I've kind of learnt now that if I continue to kind of be caring and not you know not demanding in any way but I kind of just let them know I'm there then I think that person once they're feeling a bit better they always come back to me and say it was just so good to know you hadn't given up on me and you were still there and you still care about me like that really helped just knowing that in the background so I guess if you're a person listening to this and and you kind of might have a friend who really struggles with moments of kind of withdrawing a little bit maybe just holding in mind that that kind of sense of being patient not giving up and sort of just showing you care for that that other person can mean so much and they might not ever properly be able to tell you how much that means to them yeah I've sort of um it makes me think of you know verbalizing um emotions um and I'll, I'll, I've sort of I've gotten you know over sort of recent years i've got i have gotten better better at that which allows me to you know better communicate you know how i'm feeling and um i think sort of a, a mixture of, of understanding myself as well um i think it's it's been really beneficial and it's it, it, it might sound a little bit selfish to some people but i think it's important to take time to be able to you know um um having that kind of gaining that vocabulary and 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 also you know un, un, understanding yourself and then you can that, that can also help help other people as well not just yourself nicely put i'm just thinking about for the people who might struggle with um sometimes feeling lonely and not wanting to just rely on their friendships all of the time to help with that are there any sort of activities? I'm just thinking one of the things that you seems theme seems to be feeling valued and belonging, helping with not feeling that sense of kind of loneliness. I just wondered if there's any activities that young people or, or anyone really might consider doing, which might somehow help with feeling part of something and feeling valued even though it might not be like a friendship, it could just be a, a particular type of activity. Well, I think that, um, you know, if you're able to, the simplest thing that you can do is, you know, to maybe try and find time to be, you know, in a shared space with other people that you have something in common with or um, something like that it can be, you know, if there's like sport after school activities you know you're interested in the sport you can join that and you have already the connection of you know a shared like of this sport and then it can you know develop onto sort of more meaningful connections with the people there um like I know there's been sort of situations when I was at sixth form where students started their own sort of lunchtime or after school clubs and uh they asked the teacher if they could you know have a classroom 
um, during lunchtime and they'd have a you know a teacher there to um, to supervise and they would just have you know their sort of shared love of whatever it was whether it was gaming or uh, crafts or you know something like that and just being able to have that time with people around you and although there may not be the opportunities there it's you know maybe trying to find how you can develop that opportunity for yourself and though for other people of um who are also interested in the thing that you are something that's meaningful to you I think that's the key thing isn't it because sometimes mm. we can we can get up caught up with doing activities just for the sake of doing the activity but the actual thing that we're doing we might not be that interested in might not be that important or valuable to us but if it's you really love football and you like playing football joining a football club that makes sense but you hate football yeah <laughs> and you know then obviously it doesn't say it, I guess it's something about identity here isn't there mm. I think it's about like you know really and the self-awareness and building an understanding of who am I who am I and what am I interested in and what's important to me and that's okay if it's not what everyone else is interested in can I find a small group of others who like enjoy these I enjoy these things too I remember I worked with a sixth former who was brilliant at maths and I remember him telling me that the best fun he had was with a small group of other people the same age as him who all loved maths and they would do these maths quizzes together and he'd kind of say it's a bit embarrassing because you know my other group of friends would go oh that sounds terrible but for him it's actually the thing he enjoyed the most and I think there's something mm. about like not being afraid to embrace okay this is the thing I really love and I find a few other people who really love it too let's do it together even if it's not you know what everyone else is doing yeah and I mean there's, there's you can do that online you can do that in person I think there's you know there's always going to be someone else that's interested in um in what you are and it's you know about finding those people sometimes it, it makes me think of um some I've always been interested in um sort of like motoring and vehicles um sometimes there's uh, occasionally there's as a well a few people I know and sort of uh, occasionally I, I just I just talk to a um you know someone who who just happens to be interested in either I'm interested in their vehicle or, or they're interested in mine and we just have a I, I quite like talking about sort of like the um sort of like the specs and the numbers are all sort of um you know it's like you know what you, know, you know always sort of um say too loudly how interested you are in it but you know it's always been you know something I like and sort of you know getting into those those details and and, and the the differences in any in, in um sort of each each um uh, you know car or motorcycle um yeah it's just it's a it's a different feeling I can tell because I can feel it in your voice. I can see it in your face that you're just <laughs> talking about it brings you pleasure. So to be able to do that with someone else who's as interested as you is just a great feeling, isn't it? Yeah, I think it really that 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 feeling you get from doing something that you really enjoy with someone else or a group of people that also really enjoy that. I think the the feeling is like nothing else. It's it's amazing and it is it's about you know if you're able to find that shared connection um with people you can you know then go on to to build friendships um and you know get to know that person on a, on a deeper level and it's just made me think maybe if we were able to you know write in our heads 
that you know we're feeling lonely we then can see in other people that we have something in common you know if you can see that someone else likes football because they play it it gives you that opportunity to go and speak to them about it but you can't see loneliness so if you had it you know written on your head lonely and then it just opens up that you know that connection for conversation such a that's such a good powerful way of thinking about it and i think sometimes actually when we are feeling lonely and we might be feeling a bit low or anxious with that all of our body language is probably not going to kind of give people the message that we do want to connect because we may be looking down we may be kind of feeling underconfident so so yeah wouldn't it be amazing if, if we could kind of let other people know without having to say anything so that they could uh, reach out more confidently um, to to connect um, with us. So, so I guess if we if we all agree that all of us here have moments of feeling lonely in our lives, sometimes more than others, and we recognise loneliness is a part of being a human being, I guess if we just walk around for the rest of the week just looking at people and thinking lonely's written on their forehead we may just engage with them slightly differently we might just be a bit warmer you know just if, mm. if I saw that written on everybody's forehead I would probably be smiling a lot more I'd probably be a lot more aware and connected to them I'd probably be a lot more mindful about you know trying to reach out a bit more yeah I think I'd definitely and, be a lot more chatty and be like trying to engage with people and saying you know hey how's your day and you know just getting that connection with someone to try and help them feel a little less lonely. So there we go. We've got the solution. Really, is about <laughs> it's, it's about imagining loneliness, acknowledging that everybody struggles with it, and being a bit braver ourselves um, in reaching out to other people with warmth. And um, yeah, amazing. Thank you so much for today. Um, Great chat. Really, yeah, really great chatting with you. Thanks for being so honest uh, about your journeys with loneliness, and um, our journeys will continue. Um, but I've Definitely. learned Thank so you. much from all of you, um, and it's um, yeah, it's been great. Thank you so much. Well, yeah, thank, thank you, you both. Thanks for listening. Please do subscribe. It's free and means the podcast will automatically download every fortnight. Do rate and review our podcast and follow our social media accounts. They're all in the show notes. And more than anything, look after yourself.